Hello, <laughs> welcome back to Intimate Business with me, Yogi Coder. Today we're going to talk about very fast about the 100 days of code challenge or commitment I put myself or I am putting myself through. And it's been only a couple of weeks since I actually started with this commitment, but um, let's start. I'm going to cover... Uh, why I started it, how I'm managing with a full-time job and life and everything else that I have to do and also the downs, how not easy it is and how I'm lacking in other areas in my life because I committed to this or how I even lacked it. So I reached out to the people that I respect the most in the industry and in developers uh, to ask for like advice and I've gotten many different advice and tips but specifically, I took these three tips that are 100% focused on um, how to commit long-term for anything, I would say, but specifically for 100 days of code when you cannot just quit your life and everything else and just do this and nothing else. So if you have to keep your full-time job and keep your family <laughs> alive and also keep working out because that's a priority for you and you want to do a challenge of 100 days whether it is for coding or anything else you want to learn these are going to be the three tips but first let's start with a little bit of um call out on my youtube channel and finally uh, understanding how to make it work and how it's inspiring if you listened to my last podcast about losing motivation uh, you could see that I lost motivation about the whole blogging and it was all because I forgot why I was doing it and when I remembered why I was doing it I I went back on track and felt super inspired and here I am sharing if you haven't listened go and listen but just a quick a quick snap of what what is it the uh, reason <laughs> of my why it was because it was inspiring for me it was an outlet of creativity and it was a way for me to commit uh, for activities and connect with people so those are the reasons why I'm blogging and writing and it's also good for your creativity and mind and it's like almost like a workout so that's why I'm here in the podcast and that's why I write a blog post every week and or every whenever I want and that's why I share the stories I share and the things I share through the Instagram so I got some questions from you about um, how to start blogging and yeah I'll, I'll do a, a little blog or a video about it because uh, I think this is the main thing you have to understand what is the reason you're starting a blog and big disclaimer if the reason is to oh, I want to be an influencer and make money and live out of it. That's not a good reason to start. It's like very few manage to make it. And if that's the only thing that holds you doing what you're doing, it's going to take a long way to get there and you're going to get very unmotivated along the way. So I don't want to discourage you, but I would encourage you to find another reason to commit to it. But whatever. And back to the point, the YouTube channel. I'm going to start sharing in different um, subjects. One, it's about coding. One, it's about personal life and motivation and professional advice or experience. Um, and another one, it's a little bit of a secret, which I'm going to let you know <laughs> by the end of this 
podcast episode. <laughs> it's a very personal secret and it's a weird thing. The fact that there's few people listening to my podcast or fewer people listening to my podcast than there is like watching the stories or uh, fewer people than there are uh, yeah, in my Instagram or something or, or reading my blog makes me feel like more connected to fewer people or more like safe in a way so i feel more comfortable just letting the secrets know here at the beginning <laughs> but yeah i'm just uh yeah don't tell anyone <laughs> until i'm ready to share i'll share why i haven't been ready to share that little secret but yeah that's one of the other channels um not channels videos that i'm planning to do and i'm very inspired to do that but back to the point, 100 dates of code. That was like my little commercial since this is not sponsored by anyone. <laughs> I'm sponsoring. That was my little commercial on go to my YouTube channel. If you want to uh, learn about my 100 dates of code and my tips and everything and subscribe if you like it enough to follow up on these other things that I'm going to start sharing more professionally and more high, um, higher quality videos and recordings. <laughs> um, but back to the 100 days of code this is i'm just going to talk about 100 days of code because this is a challenge that i committed to and it's honestly very tough uh for me because i am um i'm having a lot of work at work and a lot of things to do in my personal life and at home and a lot of plans and projects with my partner with my husband and so it's it's been a challenge to Oh, and learning another language, which I've been pausing and going back and forth with it and feeling very guilty about it. So so I'm sharing completely raw. How is it very challenging for me? So first of all, the reason why I decided to start now was because as if, if you have followed my blog, you've realized that I've started learning to code here and there like three years ago from scratch, like while working as well in my full time job. I was working on Facebook and I learned to implement some pixels because of work. I needed it and then I realized that I wanted to learn more and then I learned a little bit of web design and designed my first web and that was the path I took. But of course I didn't have time and I never committed. I never committed to a bootcamp. I never, I was, if, if you even look to my blog post, you're going to find like the templates where to find um, or to learn to code for free. So that was the way I was doing it. And that's a great way of doing it if you have the commitment and the energy to do it. But I didn't even want to commit like a budget money for it or time or anything because I had so many other things going on and priorities. And then life passes by and you keep pushing it away and saying, okay, now I'm going to learn a little bit of Swift. And I did learn and I did launch a little app, uh, which I killed, by the way. But uh, and, and things happened along the way, but it's it feels like, again, I go back and I look at some code here and there and I still don't feel I understand that much or I'm not able to build something or to solve a problem with code, which makes me feel like a bit stupid because then I haven't really committed and invested time to build stuff and create stuff with what I've learned or learned enough to be able to build stuff. So it was a moment where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I, I really want this. I'm very curious all the time. I'm going back and forth with this. So I just decided to go in into the, I'm going to link um, the place that I'm learning here. They have many options. Um, they have um, like just separate courses that you could take online and they have documentation and stuff. And of course they have different packages. This has a cost. 
So disclaimer is not free. I do have a blog post about free places and I actually have to update it because there's so many more places to learn from free, uh, learn to code, sorry, for free. Uh, but if you are ready to commit and pay for a service, this is a good way. And they have like different tracks and different ways to do it, but they also have one thing called tech degree, which is a little bit more complete because it takes you not only from scratch to the, like from scratch or for wherever you want to start to the end with different tests and evaluations, but also has a Slack support. And this is not sponsored by the way. <laughs> It also has a Slack support, so you actually get a teacher and you get uh, peers to check your code. And so you get more the feeling as a bootcamp, but that has a much higher cost. And uh, you also get to build a portfolio. So they guide you uh, to build your portfolio so you can start looking for a job. So if if it's not my case, actually, so I'm not looking for a job as a full-time developer, but I wanted to do it professionally because I could... Um, and I could commit and it, if it, for me, if it didn't hurt the amount of money I was paying, uh, I kind of wouldn't have committed. <laughs> but that's why, uh, because of this structure that it has, and I don't have to think about it, I don't have to force myself, I just have to follow a track. That's why I committed to this specific course. And that's why I recommend it. But, uh, so what the first thing that I did, it was, uh, if you guys don't know, I just moved to, well, I just moved like eight months ago, I moved to Oslo, Norway, and uh, I moved with a job, and I had to, like, figure out everything, like, um, first of all, of course, figure out visa, apply, get a job, uh, move, <laughs> and we were living in my mother-in-law's house for some time, and then, like, find an apartment, we wanted to buy an apartment, not rent an apartment, so the, the search was much longer, find an apartment, go through the paperwork, go through the legal work, move your assets from one country to the other one. And all these things sounds very easy, but they take so much time and it's so boring. That was taking all my attention. All this while I was like taking full-time, well, full-time, twice a week, uh, Norwegian classes and having a full-time job in a new market, in a new company, in a new everything. So it was kind of stressful. <laughs> and at the same time, going through the like, health checkups and verifications because the health system here is covered so i just had to like update my my papers here uh so that that period actually took me around six months i would say it didn't it, it was not so smooth <laughs> even though I, I i look back and i feel like yeah i did a lot uh but um and it was not that tough but yeah it required a lot of energy and mind and soul and body we moved we found an apartment we have home and now it's like furnishing and making it happen and a lot of responsibilities but there was one point when i realized you know what a lot of i have a lot of work I've, i'm always going to have a lot of work that's just how i am like the business i've also shared about that on my instagram i'm very very proud of the company that i'm working with and it's it's a fintech it's if you're in norway it's called krun or krone k-r-o-n and uh, yeah, the, the, the growth that has been able to happen, um, I'm very, very impressed because it's not only about marketing. I, I am the CMO, but it, it's not only about marketing team or the reason why the growth has happened is not a marketing team. It's because of having a great tech team and a great operations team and a great customer care and a great product and a great way to talk, talking to your customers. So yeah, I've never worked in a company that has such a great relationship with their customers. So 
putting that aside i'm very happy work is like piling up <laughs> because it's good like good things are happening so we have bigger goals and so i i felt i'm never gonna be ready i'm never gonna be ready and i'm never gonna be able to have time off or spare time to invest in learning to code so i said fuck it one weekend i really didn't care and i subscribed and i put my credit card and i paid thank god i have to do this disclaimer as well i requested like support from work they they did uh, support me with some part of the cost of the course uh, they're very supportive of my job and like trainings and stuff but um, it still hurts, not because the company's paying, I feel like, I don't feel the pain, so I, there is money involved, so I feel committed. You guys know that I'm very, very frugal, <laughs> let's put it that way. So every time I put the money, I get very committed. So I just started, and I didn't care. And then for some days I stopped, so I, I realized that I really didn't have the structure or a plan to commit to it. I started, I paid the first two days, I was very very strongly in it uh, and I don't have any regrets because if even though it was very very hard because I just did it like I said like abruptly uh, if I hadn't started it I would have kept pushing it and pushing and pushing it so I'm happy I started it even in the middle of a lot of work and a lot of things to do so it was very stressful in the beginning and I actually went back to my Norwegian classes again and paused them again and I have to go back again but <laughs> The point is, uh, because that's another priority I have, I have to learn Norwegian, like, by the end of 2020. Um, just It's just a personal goal, and I need it for work, and I need it for life. And, yeah, if I'm living here, I just have to really be good and learn it for good. So, that's another priority. There's not such thing as only one thing in my mind. <laughs> And um, so I, I asked around and I, of course I got a lot of advice and a lot of people. If you go back to my episode talking about like a full-time employee or developer from zero to hired in three months, uh, there's actually, that's the story of one of our the tech developers in, in, in our developers in the company and she's awesome. She's super inspiring. Um, and her story, it's pretty strong because she's like, I, she, she committed fully she moved to a little city where the bootcamp was going to happen and she didn't do anything during those three months but just make it happen and i admire that a lot that requires balls <laughs> um so yeah uh, it, that was one of the tips i got i got different kind of tips but since my current context is i'm not able to do that uh i i just had to pinpoint okay how am i going to be able to design a way to commit to a like kind of bootcamp, 100 days of code at least. I'm actually planning for like 200 days of code, but I'm gonna start with 100. Um, without, without this like not, know, without ignoring my job, without ignoring my life and my balance and working out and and things that make me happy and relaxed, uh, and without ignoring the fact that I have to learn another language at the same time of doing all these things. So. Um, I, I started picking up the tips and if you have seen the YouTube video, you have them already <laughs> in less time than in here. But, um, these are the three tips that I've got from friends and, and professionals around this. And the first one, uh, I don't know if I'm saying in the same order that I said them in the YouTube video, but the first one was, 
Well, but the first one or the number zero was just do it. <laughs> and the first one actually was more commit up to a week time. Like how much time you have to commit for this. And be realistic. You cannot say that in a normal day you have 18 hours of productivity. That's just bullshit. You need a couple hours of relaxation. You need a couple hours of eating and walking. And you need, you know, like you have eight hours of work so at the office etc so you, you really don't have that much time every single day so if you commit to an amount of hours uh don't commit and this applies for everything not only for 100 days of code but if you commit to something new you're going to start doing uh don't commit with the word every day even though that's the best way of learning or growing in something um but commit so so you actually achieve it commit to a a time per week for example if you say every day i'm going to spend one hour learning to code or one hour taking my classes then that's seven days a week right so it would be seven hours a week and that way instead of committing um instead of feeling bad because one day i was feeling sick or i had too much work or my brain couldn't give more or whatever reason happened there was an emergency and i couldn't take my one hour class instead of feeling like oh i'm missing out i just I let myself down and I didn't do it and I just broke my promise to myself and maybe I'm being too dramatic but that's how I feel <laughs> if I committed something like every day I'm gonna do this and I don't do it one day it's, it just hurts so instead of doing that my brain goes okay I've committed seven days seven hours a week which in my case I'm just gonna adapt it to my case I actually committed 14 hours a week just a lot but okay let's go to seven seven hours a week I committed seven hours a week Today, I was not able, maybe even tomorrow, I was not able to invest it. Which, what means is that the next day, I'm going to have to put invest uh, three hours because it would count the two days that I couldn't invest plus the third day. So I would have to invest three hours of focus in taking my uh, coding courses. And that way, you also don't allow yourself to like be two days in a row without actually taking the, the classes or, or the time, to whatever you committed to, because then it becomes like too much <laughs> to keep up in one same day. And another thing is that if you hadn't had the time, what you the, the blessing you have is that you have the weekend. So you might not have the time during the week and you put in, you input it half hour here, half hour there, one hour here or there, and suddenly, but you still have the weekend uh, with a flexible schedule, hopefully in your life, so you can like adapt and say, okay, I'm going to invest five hours every day, uh, Saturday and Sunday, or I'm going to invest this and that time to adjust to my weekly goal the reason for this weekly goal is because weekly goals are much more achievable than daily goals and that just applies for everything i also do these things for work um every week we have like priorities and we share them with the team and we share them with other teams and a good thing is that you commit to get things done um or to achieve some stuff through the week so not every day because you don't know what's going to happen and there's so much you can control a day right so so yeah it doesn't become stressful and weekly goals are more achievable than and they're still short term enough that you could call them tasks right so yeah that's the first tip don't commit daily daily time to it commit a weekly time and then adapt to it and be flexible with yourself but we also commit to making those hours happen by the end of the week but when you say it sounds very easy to say okay two hours a day be realistic 
because if you actually, for example, if I manage to do every day for an hour, for like Monday to Friday, I spend one hour and actually Friday I spend two hours, which what that means is that if I do Saturday another hour, I have one free day that I don't have to do anything. Or if I do one day, two hours and or like two days, two hours, then I have a weekend uh, free from responsibility. I only do it if I want to, right? And then it feels more encouraging to just keep going or I don't know it doesn't you don't have to do it you just do it because you want to you have ticked the box of the week so yeah it becomes a fun challenge to have if you have a weekly goal the second one I almost forgot the second one <laughs> again I don't know if this is the order I'm sharing but in my case the second one is um I adapted to myself right uh second tip to each of these things is to share it with someone which if you if you have followed any kind of challenges to lose weight or work out or do something like that they encourage you to share it with a friend because that way you're going to have someone telling you hey you didn't go to the team or hey where are you we, we were going to go running or etc so the same here if you there's many options in there you can uh, have a friend who also wants to learn so you you share the goals and you share the updates and everything with that person he or she doesn't have to be uh better than you or worse than you in the same level it doesn't really matter the whole point is that you have someone to to like report to somehow like oh fuck that you're gonna feel a bit ashamed uh if you don't do it so that's the point that you commit to someone else so you feel ashamed to give your face if you don't do it uh, it, it can be whoever you want. I, I'm not going to give you more examples. It's very, very simple. Commit with someone else. Like, bring someone else to the challenge. If that's not the case, like, and you have no friend's interest, which is my case, I have no, none of my friends are interested at all um, in learning to code, right? Okay, that's my situation. Great. Uh, but I have a lot of friends through Instagram. And a lot of those friends are actually super encouraging and super experienced developers who who just want to see other people also succeeding and learning and stuff and, and i just cannot say enough how lucky i feel for having that community of like friends to support each other i went to the web summit in lisbon last year and i met some and i realized like how amazing people they are and yeah, so I feel super lucky. So my way of committing and feeling ashamed if I don't achieve it is by sharing it here with you guys. <laughs> sharing it in YouTube and sharing it on my Instagram and sharing my progress and my frustrations. And also a good thing is that the program that I am at has a Slack, uh, which it's weird since they don't know me, I don't feel that ashamed of not achieving, right? So that's why you have to, you have to let it, let someone that knows you and, and someone outside your bubble but someone that knows you uh, know that you're going to do this uh, if the best the best case scenario is that you can actually have someone to do it with you so if he or she advances faster you feel guilty and you want to like there's some competition and encouragement etc and hopefully if you have someone actually um, the best thing to do, it, it brings me to the third tip, which is, this tip is not in YouTube, but the best thing to do is that you agree with this person that is also learning to create a project. It doesn't have to be the same one. Of course, the best case scenario would be like, oh, we both are friends and we want to build this app that helps people, da, 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 whatever. Um, 
and and then you guys learn together whatever you need to learn in order to build that up. So even you can complement if one learns design, front end, back end, data management, whatever. So the thing is, uh, that would be ideal, but it doesn't have to be one way or another, right? But commit to someone else if they can take the challenge with you, great. If they cannot, just say it out loud so you feel ashamed of not making it happen. Um, back to the third, third tip is build something. Have something in mind to build. Um, I've said this before in many other little blog posts here and there, but but yeah, but th that project has changed so much in the last years. <laughs> I've always had like many many ideas, which I'm also going to share on YouTube, um, of building an app, of this, of having a polling app, having a reviewing thing for um, <laughs> criticizing. It was not reviewing; it was actually called the puking app. So you would be able to puke in an animation on brands that you were like very angry at and let your anger out instead of just keeping it in and having no way to actually give the feedback. <laughs> and then me, I would collect that feedback and actually just sell it to the to the brands. Uh, so I already had a smell of that. <laughs> but um, now I'm trying to create something else which is related to my core.dev. Um, but that's my project. So committing to a project that you actually want to see live makes it gives some kind of urgency or not urgency. It gives a meaning to what you're learning, even though the meaning of what I'm learning is actually bigger in my hand. It's just because I want to have the knowledge and I want to keep my challenging myself and updating myself. But um, it gives it a meaning. You're not just learning to do whatever. Oh, there's a, I don't know, an exercise they have online and you're doing it. No. You're actually doing it because you want to see something live. And that's, that I don't think even have to, I don't think I even have to explain further, but that's just very obvious that it's just going to keep you encouraged uh, more or longer than just learning for learning. <laughs> and uh, the last but not least, so yeah, we went through the three tips, but the last one which comes from me. If you have the chance, if you have a job and you're having an income and you're not stressed about money, you're stressed about money, go back to my Builder of Freedom kind of training. It's free. It's like just a guide there. Um, I truly believe that everybody, no matter how low your salary is, can, can organize and structure their lives in a way to build their own freedom. Uh, but I believe that if you have a job and you have an income, uh, and it hurts you to spend the money um, it's going to be even more effective so I would encourage you to invest in it so there's a lot of free information you can completely do it for free I know a lot of people who are great who have done it for free but in my case and in many cases that I've seen if you actually commit to pay for it well you pay for a bigger structure for more support like you pay for a value you don't pay for just paying right they're actually giving you a specific value, uh, which is having a very structured track and support and way of doing things and advice and they keep they hold you by the hand throughout the process. So it becomes a bit easier if you have so many other responsibilities. But it also becomes something psychological, like a pressure, because it hurts to pay every month. It hurts to see in your credit card that like ugh, withdrawal. Um, so that would be my last tip on 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 how to commit to it while you're keeping 
your life. I think the biggest one is actually, I think the other ones we have talked about before, but the biggest one is actually don't stress yourself, just do it. Like really just start today. If you can just pause the freaking podcast, open the computer, subscribe, uh, look for, go to my blog if you can and, and, or click on the link here learn from this platform and see if that's what you like if not google for someone else and subscribe to something like just start now and yeah commit for a week goals not daily goals and i think that's going to take you very far away remember that we're already in week 12 or 13 or i don't remember which week we are already but yeah (laughs) this year has only or every year has only 52 weeks and we are already above 10. So more than one fifth of the year has passed. And I don't know, it feels for me, it feels interesting to know that I haven't done a lot of things that I plan to do this year. So <laughs> time is clicking. Enjoy the moment. Go made long term and make it happen and just do it. <laughs> now... Back to my personal sharing and why I have found it a bit more, I'm smiling so much right now, a more challenging to commit in the beginning of the year actually and the end of last year. It's because if you have followed this for a long time, if you've seen, I've I've been sharing this for like the last two years, in the last two years we have had three different pregnancy losses. Uh, it's been very very like shocking and I we went through a lot of studies and we we found out that everything was fine they uh, doctors the genetic doctors found that I had actually I had actually an extra chromosome X chromosome in the 23rd uh, chromosome pair um, but only in two percent of my cells so in US and Mexico they told me that my only viable option was like in vitro or I could just keep losing a lot of pregnancies and then when we came to Norway they told me no way this is completely normal like every Norwegian woman has this Uh, there's nothing to stress about just try again we are not uh, we are not we cannot give you other advice every other of your tests look perfect there's really no reason this is not related Uh, this is not causing your pregnancy losses and it's hard for me to hear that because at least I had I thought that I had found a reason, and uh, and I always knew it was going to be hard because of my dysautonomia and and life, but um, but yeah. So yeah, I just followed their advice and we got pregnant. <laughs> we got pregnant around October, and I was so so stressed and ready for bad news every time they would do a checkup and they checked me up every two weeks um, in the first trimester because of the high risk that I was and every two weeks we realized that the baby was good and kicking and happy <laughs> I ran in actually when I was in Spain I ran a genetical test just to be sure that my extra chromosome wouldn't in my two percent of the cells wouldn't really affect um, my the babies anything and everything seemed to be perfect so I kept being scared all the way um, and I'm just saying this secret here in a smaller audience because I just feel like it I shared with my best friends in like a group 
and my family, of course, since the beginning. But I haven't felt super comfortable sharing with everyone because it would be like, oh, another time. It almost feels like I'm not going to share until I lose the pregnancy and then I'm going to share, yeah, I was pregnant, I lost. You <laughs> like it. But um, it feels weird. I feel like I'm disappointing people every time I say, yes, we're pregnant. Oh, we're not. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kept it to myself this time. And tomorrow we have the um, we have the twenty what is it twenty twenty one week um, checkup just to check in the ultrasound that everything's okay and we are very very excited about it but now I can feel him kicking and eventually in the next week I'm gonna share a video or a picture or something where you can see me with a belly. <laughs> And also, that's the reason you've seen me, like, overweight online a lot since October. Um, so don't judge me. <laughs> but yeah, so happy. It feels so cozy to be able to share this with you. And I hope to talk to you next week. Have an awesome day. <laughs> Bye-bye.